You're listening to Trash on the Tube. You're welcome, Keith. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Man. Yeah. I, you know, I know people are kind of into natural deodorants now. <laughs> But I was standing in line outside of the convention center today for two hours uh-huh. in, in the 100-degree heat because I'm so dedicated. Because also, I'd already spent $100 well, just to get through the It's the, the money door. that keeps you going. Yeah, because yeah. I almost walked away when I pulled up and saw the the crowd like wrapped around the building almost oh, yeah? fully around. I, I know you, yeah. Well, because it was like, what am I going to be doing here? Just standing for two standing hours here? in 100-degree heat? Like, and Look. there were people in full costumes oh, that fuck. kept them on the whole time. That was crazy. That's nuts. But again, I know all natural. Hey, but put some aluminum in your body. because some, <laughs> a, little, some of, yeah. a little aluminum will do you good. Some of you people need some aluminum deodorant. <laughs> okay? Because once you get into the building, I don't care how big it is. It smelled like when you're in sixth grade and everybody comes back from recess and it's just when everybody's kind of getting into puberty and some of them don't know to use deodorant yet. It was like that. So hello and welcome again to Trash on the Tube, where we watch bad television because we're chasers. Uh, only some of you will get that. Uh, so um, <laughs> with me as always, I'm Eric Samaniego, and with me as always is the uh, Mrs. Doubtfire to my Tootsie. Hey, I was expecting that and I appreciate it. Uh, well, good. because I wasn't going to try any harder. <laughs> Because Daniel, what the hell are you doing dressed like a woman? Surprise. Oh, Daniel, I'm so happy. Yeah. So this show that we watched on mm-hmm. our own, mm-hmm. which I remember airing, I, I'm sure I saw an I episode or two. I can't believe uh, I did not remember this show at all. You you pitched it to me a, a couple of weeks ago now. And I, like this was on TGIF. This was on yeah. Sundays at one point. I was like 1994. So this is a year after Mrs. Doubtfire. And it's clearly riding the wave. Of is it, it, huge hits, right? I mean, it was huge. Yeah, but like, stuff it was huge. But it's like, hey, everyone needs a dress and drag now, right? Because the, the whole premise is all right. Dragnet was confusing a for me. Family, oh god, that's all I had. No, I, I no. Uh, but uh, it's about a family. It's uh, what seven kids? Seven kids. The oldest is acting as a guardian right now because the kid's parents, just before, I don't remember how long it's supposed to be, before the uh, opening of the sitcom, the parents died in a car accident. Yeah, very recently. Right. And now they're all living uh, alone at the house. And yeah, like the oldest brother, he... was about to be 21. 21, yeah. And we see them in the opening scene uh, putting together their lunches for the day as they go off to school. And it's very... 
what's what is it? I mean, it's like musical. They're all like taking a turn. Like one puts the, a bag the term of chips is, in the, the term is grading. Yeah, it's yes. very grading. Yeah, but it's da da da. I put the big in the boop and yeah, the yeah. da 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 boop. So okay, and that's how we start. Now the, we watch this on YouTube. It's available. And only two episodes. Only two episodes. Twenty were made and aired. Mercifully, only two episodes that we can watch. And right now, um, they the the first episode though we noticed very quickly mm-hmm. that it was something I've never seen before, and it was very unnerving. Was that there wasn't a laugh track yet? There was a live audience who was not reacting that well. They did not think this sitcom was very funny it's a smattering of laughter here and there but it's it's a, it sounds like the theater's mostly empty yeah it, it's it, very uncomfortable it, it, it reminded me of like uh what did I, a community theater uh like comedy that's just right. like written by some you know jag off like down the street like i'm gonna make a comedy and like ha ah! well it felt like uh the same i got the same feeling in my gut uh watching the uh <laughs> fake sitcom in natural born killers oh yeah where rodney dangerfield and it's like <laughs> They're, he's saying things that are awful, but the audience is laughing. <laughs> this is the reverse. They're saying things that are supposed to be comedy, but, yeah, but nobody's laughing. With that, like you know, comedic cadence, they're just like it's, ah, bah, 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 it's bah, very. Bah. Everybody's very big and pushing it. A, a lot of the kids, because they're all the, they're all related, except for the oldest son. Yeah, it's all the smoliers. Smoliers, Smollett, Smollett's, Remember Juicy, Juicy Smollett? Yeah, uh, and that whole thing. So it's it, if you remember that situation from what 2019, where he. Oh no. To hate crime, yeah. Well, he did it then, and then it bled into 2020 because we were just watching this outburst. Oh, in court, yes, <laughs> as dessert, yes, and because <laughs> we hadn't seen enough punishment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, it's basically that whole family, and the premise is social worker, she is brand new, she gets assigned by her very pompous, uh, by the book boss, yeah, to their case. And she says, hey, if you don't have an adult, like a real adult, sorry, son, you're only 20, 21. It's not just age. Yeah. We need a real relative or you're all going to be put into foster care and broken up. Yeah. And they, they list a couple of people that are still alive, like their Aunt Jay, their Uncle Carl or um, whatever. Yeah, because we get this this little moment where the oldest brother does an impression of, well, you know, like Uncle Carl would say, and then he does, bah, 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 and it's really not funny at all. And it's not even that different from his own voice. And we can tell it's not funny because the audience is not laughing. Yeah, that's, it was it's, weird. It was so unnerving. It was di- very strange. Dystopian is what I would say. <laughs> it's, it's like that Mitchell and Webb look uh, where they have uh, the, the game show on the, the nuclear oh, right. apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, everyone stay indoors. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> well, it reminds me of uh, when it was 2020 and some of the TV shows started to come at Kelly Clarkson's talk show had an audience that was the just, Zoom. It, well, once they did the Zoom audience, but then they started doing it where it's a bunch of iPads on sticks filling the audience. Yeah. And that was, that gave me the, also the same feeling of like, wow, this is, uncomfortable because also no you can't hear anybody you just see faces it's like all of us when we have a monday morning meeting and somebody says something to lighten the mood and it plays to total silence because everybody's on mute oh god yeah it it was so it's groundbreaking in that way (laughs) it was decades before ahead of its time yes uh it it was just it was very strange because they did some slapstick stuff at the very beginning when Mm -hmm. uh alana michaels is the caseworker I can't believe I remember wow. her character name. Um, well, because it sounds like a porn name. <laughs> Alana Michaels. Uh, well, her filters would suggest so. Um, Certainly. <laughs> um, and oh. so, uh, but 
she's like setting up her office and she does uh she sits in her big chair and she leans back and it falls over yeah she falls backwards and there's no laughter you hear like maybe a <laughs> far it, in the back it it's it's crazy because it, we have been conditioned over decades and decades of our lives watching these sitcoms and like that's supposed to be a huge laugh right there yeah and it's just like <laughs> and it's so weird because then i felt like wait a minute is this how it normally is for actors in a sitcom where you know they're not hearing the laugh track i'm assuming it's not playing live no 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 that's yeah, done after it's all the post fact. yeah so like do they actually not hear anyone laughing when jokes oh, are yeah it's crazy that that is that's the thing that happens on a lot of sitcoms over the years oh man because they have to sweeten it after and so uh it was in an way kind of commend i don't know endearing that they went through it and still got through this because it was just so unfunny <laughs> now but, but the next episode they did have a laugh track and then you could yeah, tell and yeah, it's like and know, i did feel less uncomfortable yeah but, but it was I disappointing i kind of missed it yeah it's like, i was could the commitment would have been nice i i i was like well this is a nice this is an interesting choice i like that they they know it's not funny and they're going to play the unfunny shit. Yeah. And like, oh, man, now they got the whole Because physical track. comedy played to silence is like even at least when we did the Life with Lucy, people always laugh when she does something that's supposed to be funny. Yes. And that was maybe a laugh track. But also, if I was in the audience and old Lucy was doing something in front of me, I would even if I didn't feel it in my bones, yes. I would be pushing as hard or loud as I could. Yeah, we, we've done that in the past where we've gone to like live comedy. And improv shows. In, in, a lot a, of improv I shows. I am a polite audience member. Very I don't care polite. unless you're saying something extremely fucked up, which, hey, that's my business. <laughs> no, but it, it really like. Hey, I, that's my line. I feel like. You, it's your you, duty as an audience member. Yeah. And I, some of that is maybe because we did theater in high school and stuff where mm -hmm. you are taught to be an audience member. And people who go to comedy clubs are not the same people usually going to see stage shows. Right. So they don't understand there's an etiquette. There, There is an etiquette. I don't. It's like tipping. Right. It's like right. you got it. OK. In America, you have to tip at least. And so you, if you're going to see a live show, clap or laugh for fuck's sake. They're yeah. putting themselves out there. You bastards for not laughing and heckling and it's still just the craziest thing oh, in the world that yeah, people I can't imagine still that. do that to this day we're like don't you know that there is security cameras in everyone's pockets i mean people are going to look basically show how much of an asshole you are why do people think that's still a good idea to do right i mean we heckle but we do it from a safe distance in the privacy of a recording studio very safe yeah. very safe fuck everyone no and we're we have so many guns if you come for us <laughs> But so, okay, we'll cut to the chase. So the oh, premise of the show, which oh, was, yeah. I was curious how they would keep it going. And we find out that there was a, a hiatus and then they retooled. Yeah, like yeah. plenty of floundering shows. But the basic premise is, all right, the oldest son, he decides, all right, that aunt we talked about, I'm going to pretend to be her so I can be the guardian for all you kids. Social worker shows up. She lets him play out his little thing, and there's some unfunny physical business that plays the silence. And she finally says, I know it's you. I called your aunt, and she's sick, and she lives in Memphis, etc. So then her boss, the stickler guy, shows up. And this, because he did say that he's like, he'll make it pop-ins. Because uh, she's new. She's new every now and then just to make sure everything is copacetic. And I, I liked this scene because it's all very circumstantial. And it's playing on the emotions of the characters, which they even talk about. Uh, but I, I liked how 
it was like kind of delicately done. I, I kind of liked it. Like, just what the, do you mean, delicately done? Well, <clears throat> was it the uh, young man in the broad drag? Or <laughs> okay, well, so uh, what I'm talking about more of like storytelling wise. So like the, uh, the the boss comes in and he's immediately like struck by Aunt Jay's. Uh, Mama J. Yeah, Mama and J. And he's Gordon Holmesby, and he is very prim and proper. Yeah. And, oh, my. Who and are you? Like, and he kisses her hand. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, is that Chanel? Uh, or like, oh, what is that great fragrance? Like, oh, that's Chanel number 10. And he's like. Oh, I shouldn't do it like that. Yeah. But that's how she did it in the <laughs> show. That's how she did it. But, and oh and uh, he's like, oh, don't you mean Chanel number five? Yeah. And, oh, well, I used it twice. <laughs> yeah, she's a very... A stereotypical uh, Big Mama's House yeah. type of character. Yeah. And, and it, it it plays on the sitcom tropes of the way, like, uh, all right, Three's Company, John Ritter has to pretend to be gay mm-hmm. to live in the house with them. And so there's always a misunderstanding, and then he has to play it up. And it, it it's a very sitcom thing to do, but the commitment to, it's like Bosom Buddies. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, the joke is these guys have to pretend to be ladies, right. and this is going <clears> to <throat> somehow sustain uh, let's uh, generously say a five season sitcom. Right. And it never does. No. There was even a show in the 90s, I remember, that was similar to Bosom Buddies, where it was guys in drag that was on ABC for a hot minute. I can't think of the name, but it was like every, it seems like every decade they come back to the well. Yeah. Well, now I don't see how they would do that. Well, uh, no, because now drag is just mainstream uh, yeah. entertainment. Yeah. Drag is. in and of itself. And it's not like Milton Burl in the 50s where the site. Of a man in a dress is right. hysterical, and I mean, I I also did again appreciate that at least uh, the caseworker's character like called him out immediately, like I know it's you, Josh. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, which uh, I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting that, but, but that makes more sense because then she could help them keep the lie going. And so that's what happens in the scene is that the the boss is totally smitten by Mama J. And uh, and the caseworker is like, like trying to tell him, like, right. wait, that's not who you think it is. That is the eldest uh, sibling. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then she is all the kids are like looking at her with like puppy dog eyes, like, please don't fuck up right. our lives. Well, and we've seen a little bit of her uh, like little moments where she says things like. Uh, you know, being emotionally invested and really caring about these yeah. families. And isn't there something we can do except you know, other than, you know, send them to foster care? And yeah. so they've set her up to be someone whose heart will be melted and she'll cover for them. And this is the moment. And I thought this worked well because then she's like, well, didn't you, sir, say that we should not be emotionally invested? And he's like, yeah, but I want to get my dick wet. And uh, well, uh, are we, we're not robots. We're human beings. Yeah. I, you know, I, I find her ravishing. and uh, Right. Yeah. So that's the moment. We're like, okay, so she's going to be in on this whole thing now and trying to keep this up. Like, okay, we'll just, you know, keep on living right. your life and she, trying to take care of the kids. Yeah, she's going to be Diane Weist to Whoopi Goldberg in The Associate. I mean, that's a reference everybody gets. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, you mean me. I just, I get that reference. It's it's the same premise. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> so it's uh, for the people in the audience that haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> you're either a Mrs. Doubtfire person or, or you're an associate, associate person. person. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I mean, <laughs> that's what my pappy always said to me, <laughs> which was actually Juan. my oldest sister dressed as my grandfather. <laughs> so uh, the the episode. Uh, OK, who are the first two? 
yeah, we watched the first two, and the 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 last episode ends with um um oh he uh he sends them all to bed or something like that, and he's because he's also uh, he he's a manager at a restaurant, and uh, he also writes like articles for magazines. They or mentioned like that, that he writes a newspaper and magazine articles, yeah. which I guess. I, what I read, because we both looked through the uh, episode summaries. Yeah, it's others. on Wikipedia, yeah. Yeah, and it, it seems it comes up a few times where, oh, well, he's got this deadline, and so he misses somebody's recital or something, something like that. that. Yeah, and uh, But like the, the end of the first episode is uh, the boss guy, he calls and serenades him uh, to sleep or something like that and, uh, right, as, yeah, the, as Bama J. Mm-hmm. And, but, okay. Chances are, because I wear a silly grin, is what he's singing. He puts him on speakerphone. Yeah. And then he's just typing away. Now, the thing is, is that the camera then pulls away from the outside of the house as he's, like, working. Mm-hmm. And he's being serenaded. And it's such an oddly... I, I thought it was a good shot to, like... It, again, if if they didn't have the laugh track throughout this the, the show, which, unfortunately, they did in the second episode. So. <clears throat> but if they kept that up, I was like, wow, this is now an odd like drama because it feels very just like kind of like sad in a way. Cause it's like, well now I have to live a double life and now I have to uh, keep up this weird fake relationship with this guy who basically indirectly controls our fate. Right. And, uh, and it just like pans but away. He- but well, even before that, he talks to uh, the picture of his parents, which is how oh, it ends yeah. up kind of a down note. Like, I love you, and I and, wish and I'd it, said thank you. Thank you, yeah. It's it's so odd. I, I said, it was like, is this the first, like, sit dramedy, a situational dramedy? <laughs> it's like, it's just so strange. Well, so, the, I mean, there is a drama series that came out at the same time, the same year, mm. that has basically the same premise. Mm. Remember Party of Five? That's Party of Five. That's what that was talking about, yeah. yeah. So Party of Five is the, this... Except without the uh, Scott Wolf dressing up in drag. <laughs> uh, oh, that would have been funny. Um, Let's recycle a party of five. Oh, my God. Into this show. <laughs> so uh, so the, the second episode is... Um, Last Tango in St. Louis. Because this show takes place in St. <laughs> Louis. It's uh, oh, Also, we, we should mention it's uh, Miller Boyette, yeah. who did Family Matters, Perfect Strangers. They were like the juggernaut sitcom powerhouse of uh, the 80s yeah. into the 90s yeah. step by step everything day by, by day. day by day dun, 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 different every day people you say you make it better the second time around now we just got into family matters again no no that was that, that was step by step, by step yeah the second time, time around yes that's the second time around family matters is yeah, it, like both songs are like the same thing. Well, and also, I get it mixed up with Full House. A lot of those from that era have a similar sound. And this sort of had the same thing. Like, yeah, on our own this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that your last? What is it? <laughs> is air escaping? Um. But uh, also, yeah, the intro, they're dancing. Each each character gets I, a I, moment in front of a green screen background of it looks like the first guy, it's like waves are behind him. The yeah, next just, one is like yeah, yeah. behind a, a mountain is behind him. <laughs> it looks like screensavers from uh, Microsoft, you know, like Windows 95. Well, you know, the, the great mountains in St. Louis and uh, the gigantic waves in St. Louis. And giant flowers and stuff. I, I don't know what I, it was, but it's. I guess they wanted to do something different other than, all right, 
you're chopping onions in the kitchen and stop, look at the camera and smile. That I appreciate those kind of like openings. But I guess by the mid 90s, it was kind of passe. Was it? Because like they well, if anything, they were doing I think Step by Step did this where it was just like uh, moments in the show itself. Well, Step by Step, they were at a theme park. Remember? Oh, and it was mind. like some people would. Oh, they were waiting in line for tickets. Some people were getting cotton candy, and then it's like stops, and then shows oh, their you're names. Right, you're right. Yeah, that's right. Don't test me on my step by step knowledge. <laughs> I love step by step. I don't remember. I know I watched it, but I have no memories of I, it. I was really. recently watching some clips of. Remember Cody, the cousin? No. What? Wait, your knowledge of step by step is shit. It, yeah, it ends at remember, the he, opening credits. Remember, he's the um, he's the uh, surfer. You're like, whoa, what are you talking about? And like, he's also kind of into the oldest sister, and she's ca- always kind of like, get away, nah, Cody. Uh, I I remember having a crush on one of the daughters. I don't remember which one though. I, I think so you would have the oldest liked one? The, the oldest one because she was a little mean. Oh yeah, that does sound like. I. <laughs> uh, Anyway, okay, wait. Right. S- second episode. So, uh, the, the Gordy, the, Gordon, Gordy, asks, the boss, asks a Mama J on a date. On a date, and oh, they even rip something off directly from Mrs. Doubtfire. He yes, shows up. That's right. And the other caseworker is there, and, uh, and he also does meet Josh, who is the right. old brother playing Mama J. Which you would think would be a giveaway, where yeah, it's like, like, but hey, you look just like her. But it's that sitcom logic of like the same way Ricky Ricardo didn't recognize Lucy whenever she had out a fake mustache. It's like, that is clearly your wife. You've been married for 15 years. Yeah. Why do you not recognize her? Well, it's the Clark Kent and <laughs> Superman. But, uh, but, but so he, you know, meets uh, Jesse and then he has to run upstairs so Mama J can come out. Oh, with uh, what's her face, the uh, uh, caseworker. Right, but there's no—he doesn't have the makeup, and he doesn't have the assistance. So it's like Mrs. Doubtfire when she smashes her face into the cake. Hello, yeah. and then she smears guacamole. Yeah, all over her face. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is my Memphis mud mask. Uh, and uh, please like, don't isolate any of me repeating <laughs> what that character says. I swear I'm not trying to. I'm just that's. Well, I see we're impersonating his impersonation of another character, so I think it's okay. No, I think it's still bad, bad, bad. Um, but uh, yeah. So that happens. Uh, but at the same, the the B story is they get like a, a bill for property taxes. I don't know. I don't know a house. And uh, I was looking at my phone honestly by this point. <laughs> so the the rest of the kids were like, "Well, we have to have a part of the story because." I, I, I kind of gathered uh, just from these two episodes, like, huh, you know, the older brother uh, character and his whole thing, what he's doing, mm-hmm. uh, dressing in drag, like, is supremely more interesting <clears throat> than whatever the kids are going to do. Right. Uh, well, there's too many kids also. So it seems like kids. in uh, the time that they have allotted, because yeah. these did go by very quickly. You know, with no commercials and stuff. Yeah. And it feels like there's not enough space to have seven kids each have a real personality. No. And have anything to do. So they just kind of move as a pack every time something in the story calls for them to even speak. Right. Like, it's hard to understand what they're even saying because they're talking over each other. It's it just... was very Robert Altman-esque. Sure. Yeah. Um, so this story is that the property taxes come in. They have to have a, they have a bill of like 300 bucks. And so they... Um, uh, they come up with a very clever plan to wash dogs. Uh, it's not clever. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's sure. a good idea. That was what kids do. And, uh, and like, they make a wreck of the house. Like, their whole thing is just, like, it's stupid. Like, they 
it just shows them in a couple of like little bits. They do a montage of their like cleaning all these dogs. They make a wreck of the whole kitchen and shit. And that's it. That's all they do. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Mama J, Josh, they go to on their date. And uh, and there's at least a goodish moment where he explains to Gordo that uh, it's like, oh, I I have too much going on in my life. I have these kids. They're they're the most important thing to me right They've now. They've been through a tragedy. I don't have time for a relationship. And that happened really quick too. Like basically, as soon as the date starts on the show, yeah, it's that happens, and then he's like, "And I respect your dedication to those children, but I love you." Or something. It's like, like I'm I'm I have to tell you though, I am greatly disappointed. Yeah. And um and then the band chimes in and says. Well, we got our whole tango thing going on tonight. Oh, he's he's uh, we have uh, the uh, St. Louis Tango champion in the audience tonight, and spotlight right on Gordon, uh, and he gets up, and then he and Mama J dance in a number that presumably in the right hands would have been funny, but is just not funny at all. No, like it made me think. It, like speaking of uh, Three's Company earlier, there's a great John Ritter, Jack Tripper situation where it's a similar. Mm. He's dancing and stuff, and it's genius. But it's really not more elevated in what it's trying to accomplish than what this does. But this is just, like, not funny. No. Also, and it goes on too long. John Ritter is also just... He was... He's inc- a rare gem. He was a rare gem, but also just incredible, like, um, physical comedian, too. Sure. Uh, like, in I Love uh, Lucy. or uh, Life, Life, with, Life Lucy. with Lucy. Uh, like, he's he, great. He's so good yeah. in that. And, uh, and with this, it's just like, oh, God. And... I feel bad too because like you were looking up that uh, the guy who plays Gordon is like a really prestige actor. He played Hamlet in uh, the I think New York State Theater. He's a classically trained. He was in RoboCop too. Yeah, but I mean like, and he's still working. He's had a he's sort of a journeyman actor. It looks like he has had a long career. Yeah, and I do wonder like where in his mind where this falls on his experiences. Like, was Probably this a good top. experience? Probably at the top. But I mean, did he have fun doing it? You know, I, these are. Because he's not these famous. These are questions we have. These are questions I would love to ask some of these people. I would love to ask uh, behind glass, uh, uh, Juicy Smoley. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, is he still taking visitors? <laughs> but yeah, so then it ends with, uh, after that, the uh, oldest brother finds that they've destroyed the kitchen, the other kids, because they were they made washing some money. the dogs, made some money, and then it's a, you know, learning, sharing moment. Yeah. And, and it's just kind of lame. And uh, oh, there's a whole fly. Yeah, and I don't know. It it, it was hard to tell just because uh, from reading the synopsis synopses, but uh, what we both saw was the show oh. was on, put on a hiatus and retooled because I guess they finally figured out either the audience wasn't really there for whatever this was. Yeah, and also how can you sustain this? Like if it had been a monster hit, that would have been one thing. But apparently nobody's watching, and they thought, okay, we got to ditch the whole he's got to pretend to be a drag character. Yeah. So he eventually wins custody of the kids as himself. Well, because he does say at the first episode, he's like, well, I turned 21 in a couple of months, so everything's going to be all right. And, I mean, the show, because it, it was on, what, 20 episodes? Yeah. Um, and so by the 14th episode, which if it was going by the, their timeline, what they even discussed, I guess he's 21. And uh, and so, yeah, I guess he gets custody of them. And then they drop like it's so strange. Like they drop the whole pull of what the show was about. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be funny to see a guy in drag? No, not really. Well, (laughs) wouldn't it be funny to watch these orphans? (laughs) So at least. Yeah. (laughs) 
So, uh, and they, they drop it seemingly, and yeah. we, we didn't get to see any of those things. But, yeah, uh, we, we looked everywhere. I could only find these first two episodes. And I mean, it, we looked sort of. I, I looked. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that was before we started watching it. I'm so glad I only found two. <laughs> I am too. Yeah, yeah. Anytime we have to watch like four of these episodes, like you need to watch. You need you to say find have to. Like we are we have to do We're this. Obligated by our fans, uh, Keith. Keith is the eats, only person he requesting loves this, this show directly, and we got to do it for him. Keith, I always called him Hernandez. <laughs> Keith Hernandez is a huge fan of this show. But uh, uh, yeah, and, and so it looks like they added a love interest for him, or a p- possible love interest for the oldest brother. It's who a, acts as the 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 woman figure in the the family. Yeah, she's a, she is renting a room and is also a, a contractor. Contractor, and so she does work on the house. And yeah, then yeah. probably sparks fly. And she's I forgot her name, but she's from In Living Color. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So what? I mean, okay, recycling. Okay. Where we take elements of this show and turn it into something better, right? Do you have uh, any? idea and remember you can't really, do your I, usual thing where you turned it into a porno <laughs> because then it becomes that joke the aristocrats the whole family this is the one of the few times like man i really wish we had a guest so i'm like i can buy some time um i i i think there is something there with the party of five thing i i think that um without using party of five i was digging in a very weird perverse way uh-huh. not okay yeah no you're going where i thought you were no but i was digging the vibe of the no laugh track of just the actual audience taking in what wasn't funny mm-hmm. and seeing it for like for realsies i kind of wanted to see that more and in a way i thought we were kind of robbed and uh i i think there's something there with uh do, doing a a three camera sitcom mm-hmm. and uh and making it a very like with the same situation mm-hmm. uh with like orphans and a, and a person who has to take care of it and has to dress and drag for some reason but uh it's very like dark oh like a play like a play and yeah. uh and then like we we can go down like you know darker roads where he then has to like kiss gordo and then maybe they have to get a little bit more physical i just want to see him get butt fucked What's your recycling? Well, um, <laughs> I, uh, I I hate to I hate to bring up the rear on this. I uh, <clears throat> I just I just hope people are listening to this on like a speaker or something like that. It's like I just want to see him get butt fucked. <laughs> Some, somebody got let go from their job today. Um, what I think I would okay. Let's lean into the whole. Okay, he's got to dress up like the ant. Yeah, maybe he has to constantly dress up as different characters. Mm. Like, uh, okay. yeah, so like the he, uncle character, like the uncle character, and maybe uh, because when he breaks it off with uh, <gasps> Gordon, then uh, he's really like, maybe you're not fit to be the this family's mother, and yes. he's like sort of a, a more of a villain. Yeah, and then he's got to dress up as a different crazy relative, and then. Suddenly, it becomes like a thing where all these situations are presented where he has to show up in various disguises. Here's the best uh, episode that they can do where um, there he comes over another pop in visit mm-hmm. uh, just to check on everything. And he's playing like, you know, an uncle or maybe he was playing Aunt, uh, Mom J again or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
then one of the kids or something like that uh, says something about a family reunion. And so, ooh, yeah. So there's like, oh, you should do a family reunion. These kids need family around. I mean, their parents just died and you have a very large family. You should invite them all over. You should get that done. It could be a tour de force performance of him running back and forth. Playing all, all these the characters, different characters. Yeah. Oh, that would be so good. Okay, yeah, that's recycling. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be great. Uh, so trash takeaway. Uh, what did you learn from watching this TV show? I learned that <laughs> you really want to watch somebody get buck fucked. <laughs> I learned that I I've never liked laugh tracks to begin with, mm. and this solidified it even more because I thought it was so unnerving and also. It, but it, that's not what they're going for. No, I know, I know, but uh, I I appreciated this so much as I yeah, be honest, and because. Uh, yeah. Well, because she's like, yeah, it's not funny. Fuck this. And uh, and I want to hear the audience not laugh. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's like a Leno monologue. <laughs> um, I learned that, uh, you know, I am not always a fan of drag, I guess. I'm usually a big fan. Like, You're a big fan. Yeah, I think it's fun. It can be funny. It can be sexy. It can be all kinds of things. This was... Nothing. This was this, this reminded me of a lot of drag that I have seen where it is not funny. Yes. And because here's the other thing too, drag is not hundred percent every single time funny. It's a medium and it's, an art a, form, but it doesn't mean that it just in and of itself is good. No. And this is an example of that where it's just like ah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I learned that maybe I'm not against the drag ban in Texas. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, thank you, f uh, thank you, thank you for joining thanks, us thanks, on uh, Trash on the Tube. Uh, we'll try to do these more regularly. Uh, you know, so sorry. Wait, wait a few more months, and we'll get to Cop Rock. Oh um, God, help us! But yeah, and uh, you know, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram at Trash in the Can. Uh, we're on Facebook, at Trash in the Can. Uh, listen to us on Spotify. Rate and review us uh, wherever hey, you listen to yeah. shows. If you like to, if rate, you like us, if you like, if us, you don't if like you, us, don't, don't rate don't, or review don't, us. Don't, don't do we that. We don't need that. We don't need that. We already got some hate mail, and we're 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 recovering. Oh yeah, and uh, you know we're yeah. Never mind. What? No, nothing. Oh okay. Well, you know it must be good if he's not willing to say it on on mic uh, on camera. I almost said camera. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Yeah. Intro song Too Easy and outro song Charlotte's Web, both provided by the wonderful White Ghost Shivers. Please follow them on all social media outlets, as well as find their music wherever great music is sold. Yeah.